Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. I'm your host, Justin Kinner, and we are officially a couple of weeks into the men and women's college basketball season. It has already been an extremely fun start. My favorite part about the non-conference portion of the season is the opportunities that the Horizon League has to go make headlines against some of these high major programs. It doesn't happen often, uh, but when it does, it definitely creates these special moments in the opening weeks of the season. We've already seen quite a few of these uh, to start things off, including Northern Kentucky's major home win at BB&T Arena. Uh, against the Cincinnati Bearcats, you know, out of the American. That's a program that's obviously heading to the Big 12 here in the near future. But what made that game so special, it wasn't the fact that they got the win against the Bearcats, but it was the fact that the Bearcats were playing on their home floor. They were at Northern Kentucky. We'll talk about why that was significant and how that all came about with our guest on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, uh, which is Jim Kelch. He's the voice of the Norse in Northern Kentucky. We'll talk about what that big win meant for the program, uh, and he'll take us to the arena that night and what that emotion was like, not just for him calling the game, uh, but for the fans, the student section, the players, Darren Horn, the program itself. We'll get to that coming up here in just a few moments. But first, let's dive into the Horizon League's top headlines for both men and women's basketball. Reach the Horizon top headlines. All right, let's get to it. Let's start on the women's basketball side of things. We have our Horizon League Women's Player of the Week and Freshman of the Week, both awards, uh, weekly awards presented by Nike. Northern Kentucky's Lindsay Duvall, she earned this week's Horizon League Women's Basketball Player of the Week award, while Cleveland State's Jordana Riesma picked up the Freshman of the Week honors. Duvall averaged 23 points and six and a half rebounds in a pair of wins for the Norse. Riesma, she totaled nine points, nine rebounds, and three blocks in the Vikings' huge overtime win at DePaul. That's a very big win uh, for the Vikings, so congratulations to them on that, and especially congratulations uh, to Riesma, who again, totaled nine points, nine rebounds, three blocks, and the Vikings overtime win at DePaul. As far as Riesma is concerned, she is this season's second Horizon League Women's Basketball Freshman of the Week uh, honoree. Uh, in week one of November 14th, Amaya Birch from the Detroit Mercy came away with the Freshman of the Week honor. Lindsay Duvall from Northern Kentucky, this week's Horizon League Women's Basketball Player of the Week. This is her first of the season. Youngstown State's Lily Ritz, she picked it up in week one of the Horizon League Women's Basketball season. On to the men's side of things, as far as the Player of the Week is concerned, Northern Kentucky's uh, Marquise Warwick, he scored a game-high 22 points for the Norse as NKU earned its first ever win over Cincinnati. We'll talk about that more uh, coming up here with Jim Kelch in just a moment, the voice of the Norse. So he earns his first Horizon League Men's Basketball Player of the Week honor. IUPUI's Vincent Brady II, he helped the IUPUI Jaguars to a one-in-one week, averaging 7.5 points, 2.5 rebounds, and 2 assists to be named uh, the Horizon League Men's Basketball Freshman of the Week. Um, as the Horizon League announced its Men's Basketball Weekly Honors this past Monday. Again, the Horizon League uh, Player of the Week and the Freshman of the Week for both men and women's basketball presented by Nike. 
Vincent Brady II, as I mentioned, uh, for the IUPUI Jags, named the Horizon League uh, bas- Men's Basketball Freshman of the Week. It's his first honor this season. John Lovelace Jr. from Youngstown State came away with the honor uh, in Week 1. As far as the Player of the Week, Wright State's Trey Calvin came away with it in Week 1 uh, for the week of November 14th. Marquise Warwick, this week's Horizon League Player of the Week. But what a performance he had uh, against the Cincinnati Bearcats um, just last week. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Last note here out of the men's basketball side of things for the Horizon League. The Purdue-Fort Wayne and Oakland men's basketball game scheduled for Saturday, December 3rd, has been selected to be televised on ESPNU. The league office was just informed this week by ESPN. Game time is scheduled for 3 p.m. Eastern at the Gates Sports Center and marks the first regular season ESPN linear broadcast of the season. This is the first of five regular season games that will be televised on ESPN's linear networks and is a part of the league's Anything Can Happen campaign that fans can follow along on social media. Make sure to use the hashtag HLMBB for Horizon League Men's Basketball. Use the hashtag HLMBB on ESPN. Last season, four of the five games were decided by single digits, with three of those games decided by four points or less. There's definitely going to be a lot of exciting matchups in the Horizon League this season, but we still have a good chunk of the non-conference portion of the season to go. We've been vastly entertained already with a couple of big wins in the non-con. How about Wright State going on the road, getting that big win against Louisville? Now, I know Louisville has not won a game yet this season, at least as of this time of this recording, but anytime a Horizon League school goes on the road at a uh, high major program like Louisville, And to get a win against a good or a bad Louisville team, it does not matter. That does not take away the win for Wright State. That was a big win on the road and a buzzer beater at that. That's why Trey Calvin came away with Week 1's Horizon League Men's Basketball Player of the Week honor. But uh, Wright State off to a very hot start to the season. We'll keep an eye on them. But that was a big signature win for the Raiders and the league. Wright State over Northern, I'm sorry, Wright State over Louisville just this past week. Another big non-con matchup last week, of course, featured the Cincinnati Bearcats on the road at Northern Kentucky. You know, we talked about Wright State at Louisville. A lot of times we see a lot of these types of matchups. Horizon League schools having to go on the road to take on the high major programs. But that wasn't the case for Northern Kentucky. A very interesting development of how Northern Kentucky got this home-and-home contract with the Bearcats. And it's more of a home-and-home-and-home-and-home-and-home. It's quite a few games in this contract between Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati. How did both teams come to an agreement uh, for that contract Jim Kelch will give us more information about that coming up here in just a few seconds. But the Bearcats going to Northern Kentucky and the NKU able to come out on top uh, was huge. And I love the visuals. I love the the students storming the floor. Uh, I love the, the passion and the excitement on the players' faces. I mean, everything was just absolutely perfect that night that NKU knocked off the Bearcats. And our guest this week to help take us back to that night, he's the voice of the Norse in Northern Kentucky, Mr. Jim Kelch. Our guest today, Jim Kelch. He's the voice of Northern Kentucky, the Norse of Northern Kentucky, of course, and we're excited to have him on. Jim, uh, it's been an interesting start to the season, you know, for the Norse of Northern Kentucky, the league as a whole. Wright State had that big win on the road at Louisville. NKU gets that big win at home against Cincinnati. The difference between the Wright State win and the NKU win, yes, home and away, but it's so difficult to get those types of home matchups. And for NKU to capitalize the way they did, unbelievable what was that night like for you calling that game i can't imagine what that atmosphere was like well uh justin first of all thanks for having me on again 
And uh, I would say it ranked right up there with uh, NCAA games that NKU has played in, the couple that they have played in. Certainly some of the conference championship games, particularly uh, uh, the one where Drew McDonald made the game-winning basket against Oakland a number of years ago. And I'd put this one right up there because uh, it's really marked as a, quote, signature win for NKU. And really it's the first one uh, that they've been able to get against a high major team in this, their 11th year playing division one basketball. So uh, the atmosphere was electric. It was a sellout crowd of over 8,500, mostly NKU fans. And I know uh, coach Darren Horn was worried that it was going to be more like a 50, 50 split, but the NKU faithful came out in droves. Uh, It was a great night. NKU pretty much dominated the game all the way. In fact, they only trailed two minutes of the game and uh, everything that could go right for NKU did they shot well they defended well they rebounded well and they frustrated UC and in the end they won the game by 13 so it was a it was a a very good night the kind of nights that you broadcast games for you live for those kind of nights and it came through yeah, you know, uh, you know, me living here in Dayton, I remember when Wright State's non-con came out, uh, the first thing that popped out to me was the fact that Davidson out of the A-10. Now, Cincinnati, that's an even bigger get, but Davidson's a good get for a, a Horizon League school, especially to get to come to their arena. Uh, that was a big deal. They lost in double overtime in that one. That was a missed opportunity. But the Cincinnati's don't come around too often. Um, and the reason they don't come around too often is, well, you called it. I mean, they they won. NKU won. That's usually a good equalizer is the home court advantage more, more times than not. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, I blame NKU for why these matchups don't happen. This is why those matchups don't happen right there. <laughs> well, listen, uh, I, I know what you're saying. And now with the NCAA and their tiering scheduling, they're, the the uh, NCAA, NCAA basically is telling uh, these – these high major schools, these tier ones that, that you gain nothing in playing tier three and tier four teams, whether it be a big win, whether it be on the road or not. So they're very reluctant to schedule them. It's hard to get the, the, the tier one teams to schedule teams from the Horizon League and others in that area. But NKU was lucky in this UC contract because you may remember five years ago when Fifth Third Arena in Cincinnati was being renovated, the Bearcats needed a place to play. They worked out a deal with NKU to play that season at uh, Truist Arena. And part of that deal was a four-year contract to play against one another in men's basketball. The first one took place in 18. Then you had the couple of COVID years there where they did not play. And then this year starts three consecutive years where the two teams will meet. Next November, it'll be over at Fifth Third. Then the following year in 2024, the final year of the contract will be back at Truist Arena on NKU's campus. So it's a nice four, a nice three-year run in a row here that the two teams will meet. Absolutely, and that's big too, especially with the Bearcats heading over to the Big Twelve. Just another, uh, you know, high major uh, program uh, to have that contract with is pretty big. Uh, Jim Kelch with us, reach the horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Uh, but uh, let's talk about NKU because coming into the season, preseason favorites tied, of course, uh, with uh, Fort, uh, Purdue, Fort Wayne. We'll talk about them in a moment. But NKU, we know what they're capable of. It's a lot of returning guys from last year, their main core, of course, but. They've been blown out, of course, by Kent State, and they just lost big last night against a Florida Gulf Coast. Um, but then they they take care of business against Cincinnati at home. For you, it's four games in. It's a lot of ups and downs. We know what this team's capable of, but what are you seeing in the up-and-down start for this team that has so much uh, high expectations coming in? You know, 
Uh, Justin, I remember talking to you last year about the turnaround that NKU had had. Remember, they got off to a six and nine start and then really went uh, crazy mm-hmm. after that, ultimately getting to the championship game of the conference tournament, losing that crazy game last year to Wright State. And you asked me what the turnaround was at that point. And really, it's the kind of same thing this year as to what they're trying to do. And it was a lot of giving up threes, not necessarily settling for threes, but driving to the basket, drawing the fouls, getting to the line and making the defense commit. And that's the kind of thing that NKU is trying to do this year. It worked well against Cincinnati. It did not work well against the Florida Gulf Coast last night, primarily because their defense really stood its ground, did not bite on the ball fakes that NKU was giving. And they did, Florida Gulf Coast did, what they do, and that is shoot threes. They were 22 of 23 from the free throw line. So they executed their game plan, took NKU out of theirs. In the first game against Kent State, NKU simply did not shoot well. They shot terribly in the second half, didn't shoot well overall. So that kind of led to that defeat. Kent State's a very good team. We thought this was a good test against Florida Gulf Coast. Didn't go very well. And so now NKU is in the the consolation bracket down here, sitting at two wins and two losses, and still kind of trying to figure out their niche as to what they can do to totally be successful. But they definitely are not shooting as many threes as they have, say, in the last year and a half. You know, last season, um, and again, I don't mean to keep referencing Wright State, but that's a team that they they matched up with in the Horizon League Championship game. Wright State goes on to win, go to the tournament. Now, they lost Tanner Holden. They lost Grant Basile, not to graduation, but to the transfer portal. And that's kind of where we're at right now. It's been that way for a while, but the transfer portal has enhanced it to where these really good mid-major teams like Wright State, like Northern Kentucky, like Purdue-Fort Wayne, every year heading into the offseason, you're holding your breath, hoping that the good core of young talent returns. How big of a deal was that uh, for Northern Kentucky, obviously, to keep Faulkner, to keep Warwick, uh, and to keep these guys coming back for another run? Because that was I was happy to see that when I saw that NKU was able to keep that that core intact coming back. Uh, that says a lot about Darren Horn and obviously uh, just the, the atmosphere that he's created there, that those guys want to be a part of that and stay. You know, it's really a, a funny thing that you ask that question because you want your guy, suddenly you start thinking, oh boy, now we're going to lose Marquez Warwick. Now we're going to lose Sam Vincent. These guys are back-to-back rookies of the year in the uh, in the Horizon League. And so you, you'll want them to do very well, but then you start thinking, well, if they do too well, they're going to pack their bag and go somewhere else to a higher level. Last year, NKU lost uh, two players that could have come back. One was Adrian Nelson, who uh, uh, transferred to Youngstown State. The other was uh, Bryson Langdon, the guard, who simply did not come back for his extra COVID year, moved on with life. And so NKU was able to go out and get uh, a transfer from the D2 level, Xavier Rhodes, who's very, very quick and had his first double-figure scoring game uh, in the first game of the tournament down here in Florida against Florida Gulf Coast uh, last night. So they get him, and then they finally get to take a look at the seven-footer, Iman Zorgval, who redshirted last year, and see what he can do in the post with Chris Brandon getting 30 minutes or so a game and Zorgval getting around 10. So those are kind of the two new players that NKU has added, but they really haven't been rated as badly as some teams in this league have been. I know Wright State, as you mentioned, lost some key components from last year's team. NKU is able to kind of keep that together, and you're right. I think a lot of the credit for that has to go to Darren Horn and his staff. 
Yeah, and by the way, to make it clear, it's not as if, it, like, let's say he had lost him. It's not a indictment on that, on him or his staff. I mean, it's just the nature of it. But it is, uh, I, I do love when I do see guys who stick around and stay. And I don't blame guys like Tanner Holden and Grant Basile. You know, there's a lot of money out there now. There's opportunities out there now. I don't blame the athletes. I don't blame really anyone. It's just one of those things where it's still a feel-good story when these guys decide to sit back. Jim Kelch with us here, uh, voice of the Norse in Kentucky on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Last thing before we go, uh, you know, before we separate here, uh, Jim, the the health of the Horizon League from a coaching standpoint, I've talked about this with a couple of coaches. I feel like the league is in about as healthy of a spot as it's been in quite some time. And I credit a lot of that to the tenured coaches in the league. You know, Scott Nagy at Wright State going on year seven, Greg Campy's year 24. Um, You know, Jared Calhoun at Youngstown State's in year six, and then Darren Horn in year four. And then uh, John Kaufman, Purdue Fort Wayne. I know it's their third or fourth year in the league, but he's been with that program for nine years. I think the health of a conference is really predicated around the the tenured coaches and the programs that are established. There's quite a few programs established in the Horizon League right now, and I think that's a good thing. And we're starting to see the competitiveness level of it, and I credit a lot of that to the coaches who have been around a while, who've been able to get their guys in there, Darren Horn especially being one of those. Yeah, I would agree with you. And there's been a lot of turnover in the coaching uh, in this league on on uh the what I what I would call right now the bottom half, but I remember when NKU joined the league, Milwaukee was very very good. In fact, if they didn't go to the NCAA, they were in the championship game of the of the conference tournament. Green Bay, when NKU joined the league, was one of the top teams. So those teams right now are kind of in a transition period. NKU finished the near the bottom of the league in their first year in the Horizon, and they have come on strong. They've been very good with John Brannon and now Darren Horn here at the helm. So it, it is, you know, it's cyclical with these teams and you, uh, you, you, you have your window of two or three years. Hopefully, as we talked about earlier, you can keep your core players and make a run for two or three years. And then you have to start the process over, hoping that the recruiting is, is uh, going to hold up. That's why a lot of the talk about that UC win the other night at home against the Bearcats was, really showing fans, showing recruits that this is, yes, it is a mid-major school. Yes, it's in the Horizon League, but there's a lot of good basketball being played out there in this league. And if you don't believe it, look at Wright State, what they did last year on the road in a non-conference game. I can't remember the school that they defeated. NC State, yep. Yeah, they had a big win on the road. Look at uh, NKU now beating UC at home. So there's some really good basketball being played here. You don't know the names as well as you know the Power 5 schools or the high major schools, but there's some darn good uh, playing here, and there's some darn good coaching going on here. All right. Well, good stuff, Jim. I oh, Every year, I always look forward to the podcast coming back, and I know we're always going to have a chance to catch up. I look forward to seeing you when NKU comes to Dayton here around the corner. Uh, pretty excited about that. But thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I am jealous of you. I just realized, you know, in our conversation, oh, yeah, you're at the Florida Gulf Case, uh, Florida Gulf Coast Showcase right now. Poor you in Florida. I just, I'm freezing cold. My heater don't work in my car right now. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very jealous of you right now. Well, can I complain and say it's only uh, uh, high uh, or uh, uh, low 70s with cloud cover? We're not expecting any sun all time. To- the whole time we're here is no sun. <laughs> all right. I feel a little better, a little better. Okay. <laughs> Jim, thank you so much, sir. Take care. Thanks, Justin.